0: Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory.
1: Veritas, welcome back to our equipping podcast. We are wrapping up our series on soul health today. Here with two of our elders, Matthew Morkin and Michael Rhodes. Uh, This has been a fun conversation. Hopefully, it's been helpful to you. Before we jump into it, I'm just I'm in the holiday spirit. Like it is, it's in us. Like we do. We've had Hallmark Christmas movies on already in our house. Thanksgiving's coming. We Mars asked for people to request presents. Frank Sinatra's on the playlist. Wow, it's go time! You are. I going. love the holidays. Do
0: you have lights up on your house? Do no, you do I that? stop there. I don't do that. Yeah, okay.
1: I can't see the outside of my house when I'm yeah, inside that's it. Good. You got to really care about other people. When do you set house?
0: up your Christmas tree?
1: Day of Thanksgiving. Day good, of when okay. we come back from Thanksgiving, we set up the Christmas tree. We decorate it. Holidays a big deal.
0: You guys are on it
1: love it. Good. Love the love Thanksgiving, love Christmas, love the time in between it. Um, but in that time in between it, holiday movies. That's that's a sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. Like cozy home, jamazon, good holiday movie. What's the best holiday movie? I mean, I'm a child at heart and I love home
2: alone to this day. It is I love Christmas movie, Home Alone, especially now that my boys are getting older. Probably shouldn't show it to them as early as I'm showing them, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. And I laugh every oh. single time. I know what's coming. Last every year, time. last year, I think we had pizza and macaroni and cheese for as we watched it, you know, to go along with a the theme. Oh, it's just, I just love it. It's a
1: classic.
0: Pizza and macaroni cheese. Wow. Well, I, that's do you, that's it's in the movie. It's in the movie. Will
1: you Get into the sequels, too?
0: We've watched uh, two
2: with all the kids. I think we've watched three, uh, four. That's when...
1: Macaulay. Yeah. What's his name? Macaulay Culkin. He's not in the third Mm-mm. one. Yeah.
2: But that, now there's new ones. There's like... I don't know. It feels like Home Alone 12 at this point or something. <laughs> How Spoiled many times are you going to leave your kid? <laughs> yeah. No kidding.
0: <laughs> seems like they have an issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's a parental problem. <laughs> um, my, my go-to is probably Elf. Um, Will Ferrell love that movie it's hilarious talk about eating mysterious things all the spaghetti and M&M's and syrup oh. like ugh. yeah mm. too much Elf. you know
1: yeah that's one of the movies that just easily gets quoted all yeah. the time pretty much yeah I can't think of any quotes you have
2: now, many quotes running through your head right now from Jake.
1: oh the way to spread Christmas is to sing loud for all to hear yep do it Elf. Elf. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. what, are, what are your what's your go to uh, I mean both of those I don't have like a uh, Christmas movie. We like Christmas movies, plural. Yeah, that's sure. right. I mean, it's not like Legos, plural. Lego. Don't go Come back there.
0: Keep <laughs> moving on. Keep moving on.
1: <laughs> uh, we watch, but Home Alone, Elf. I mean, it's a wonderful life. It's classic. You know um, what we're going to do just to really
0: culminate this series, even on The Soul, is I'm going to get you guys each a package of Lefsa. And then you can sit with some Lego and watch a Christmas film. <laughs> It'll be special. It
2: will be good. I need nine extra sides with my Thanksgiving meal,
1: though. Uh, well, don't no no be so with stuff demanding, Just it. nice keep this stuff out of your Jello. Yeah. Christmas story? Uh, okay, I mean, yeah, that's right? good. You're going to shoot your eye out.
2: But okay, the They're Christmas remake story that one. I heard. When you you got to really be careful what age you're showing your kid the Christmas story cuz there's a lot in there. It's like, "Oh, oh, I forgot that there's that oh, in there sure. and that in there and yeah. that in there." So just yeah. be on guard of what age you're showing right. your children now.
1: <laughs> if a movie gets so old, PG is different. Yeah, but they didn't yeah. Have-
0: it's interesting because there were movies that I watched in high school and in college that I didn't think were bad, and then I was like, "Oh, my oldest son Finley would love this movie." I you're know.
1: watching, and you're like, "We did that with like Christmas Vacation." I'm yeah. him. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, my yeah, maybe Oops. we should wait." But wow, that's well, another classic holiday movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's an RV. <laughs> uh, there is.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's. I never got into Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street really. Um, you got to
1: do the original. The Polar it's Express, we watched oh, yeah. that with our boys, yeah. Hot chocolate. Hot, hot, hot. hot I chocolate, reject Polar
2: yeah. Express. Ugh. Reject the pol- oh. oh, I don't we, know. What, it didn't That happen.
1: came out when Mo was young oh. and we got him a little bell with oh, no my. ringer in it, so it didn't ring. <laughs> and he unwrapped it and he held it up and he shook it <laughs> and he goes, "I believe." <laughs> How can you he knew there was no Santa. Bell. We were just messing with him.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
2: I'm sure we've missed many many White Christmas.
1: I mean, yeah. classic. Got to watch that one. It does say something about us that the first two movies out were Elf and Home Alone. It says that we're fun. Yeah, cool. Sophisticated. <laughs> cool. cool. I don't know about five cool, ten bro. years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Soul Care. We're kind of tying a bow on our conversation about having healthy souls. Uh, give us a recap, both of you guys, on just what we've talked about up to this.
2: Yeah, so we've talked about what is a soul. Uh, maybe we've uh, failed to define that well in three episodes, but we've just talked about that you, every person, is, is more than a body. I think in its most basic form, we are more than a body, and there are things that we need to do to care deeply for our souls, and that is the most important thing that we need to care about. Um, more than our physical health, more than our mental health, we need to care about the health of our soul. And we've talked about what a healthy soul looks like, we've talked about it. what an unhealthy soul looks like, what are threats for an unhealthy soul. So, yeah, that's kind of where we've been so far.
1: All right, well, let's get practical then on how we help our people care for their souls. It's the mandate. Hebrews thirteen seventeen. people are called to obey their leaders because we're keeping watch over their souls. So, for people who, hey, we care about your soul, what what would we advise them to do to proactively pursue the health of their own soul?
2: I mean, I hate to,
1: this is the first thing that I,
2: I come out of the gate with, but when you say that, like, hey, there's a group of people watching out for your soul, so you should obey them. Like, pay attention to your leaders. Like, uh, listen to what they're saying to you. Like, we're gonna be held uh to a higher account, right of of the souls of our people. So, um, like that's on that's going to be on us the like judgment of Christ, right? But I think that's just a you want to you want to watch out for the the you want to care for your soul. Then obey the like yeah. leaders that are hopefully godly that they that, uh, he's put
1: in place in your life. Do you ever feel Matthew, just as a pastor, where we're, we're talking with people and there's a lot of voices in someone's life about. Hey, this is somebody, t- you know, thinking of your financial situation and your retirement future and the advice they give. And this is somebody who's thinking about your momentary happiness. And this is somebody who's talking about your career. Yes. And all those voices are loud. And as a pastor, you're kind of like, I'm here to talk about your soul. It mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. affects all of that. I'm je- jealous for that. Just that opportunity
0: of like, because even just in a person's capacity of so many voices speaking in and wanting them to like, well, you, you've, you've claim to buy into our culture you claim to be in with us pursuing christ and following jesus through how we do it here at veritas like i want i want some bandwidth there too to like to walk alongside you encourage you and teach you in that yeah Yeah. absolutely and i think of like the temptation
2: for like we have people like why don't we as a church talk more about this issue or that why don't we talk about mental health more because like we're responsible for people's souls not just for their mental health mm-hmm. right like again there is there's a piece of uh, like physical health mental health all that kind of stuff but like we're responsible for like keeping watch over your souls yeah. so like that's what we do and so we we're not going to speak into all these other areas cuz you got plenty of voices speaking mm-hmm. into those areas we have to maintain a priority as leaders, as elders, to speak about your souls, because that's what we're held accountable
0: to. Well, and there's, there's too many topics, really. I mean, so when we go and go to the gospel and source our messages and everything out of the gospel, I mean, it addresses everything for us, primarily the health of your soul and a right fixation on what matters, Christ.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, our voice is, we want you close to God, call you to obedience, call you to abiding Sometimes that means harder things, but the highest priority is your soul. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So when it comes, we're we're just not pastors. We're also people with a soul, soulless, heartless people that work in a church. So, oh gosh. <laughs> may, maybe I've been called that before. I don't know. Deep wounds come up. Yeah. Uh, but we have a soul Twenty
2: twenty may have brought that. Out. <laughs>
1: We have a soul, too, that we're we're to care for. How do you find yourself caring for your own soul?
0: Yeah, I mean, I source my practice out of Colossians 3, um, this concept of, you know, there's so much going on around me, I need to seek after Christ. Uh, If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ who is, your life appears and you also will appear with him in glory. And just realizing there's, there's, there's meetings, there's situations, there's teaching to do, there's stuff to prepare for, there's family, there's just a lot. There's other voices speaking into my head, trying to keep a good balance of the news, trying to keep up with some games that my kids are playing. There's too much. It's too much. And so trying to really for my soul care i need to take that time to reflect on christ to meditate through his word on who he is keep him on the throne and then other things seem to fall into place and those million decisions that come and you need to make them now or yesterday because someone forgot or i forgot you know those things and just having trying trying to saturate my life with that side note question for you jake how
2: surprised were you that Matthew just quoted Colossians 3? <laughs> if you're listening to this, that is Matthew's favorite chapter in the Bible and every person on staff knows that he quotes that regularly, which is not a bad thing. It's no, a it's
1: thing. a it's an amazing chapter, but as soon as it goes into quote, everybody <laughs> Just smiles. They just looked at each other. They rolled their
0: eyes at each other. Hey,
1: if you're known for, like, quoting a chapter of the Bible too much, that's okay. Yeah, we're okay with that, Matthew. We still love you. Yeah, Thank you.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, When it comes to uh, just caring for my own soul, we talked a lot about this from Matthew 16. Like, not pursuing the pleasures of this world. Like, not getting caught up and like, oh, I need that. That's going to help me out. That's going to satisfy me. That's going to... Uh, give me significance, and really going to the Lord just regularly. And it's, I mean, it's often driving home from work before I'm going to enter it, into the house of craziness when every all the kids are hungry. Erica's trying to get dinner ready. They're tired as well, and like not just going. Okay, I'm going to just turn on ESPN radio, or I'm going to listen to a song, but I'm going to turn off the radio and I'm going to seek the Lord mm-hmm. because Lord, I need you. Like because if I enter this with an unhealthy soul, it's not going to go good for anybody. I'm not going to lead my household well. So let me, God, I need you. I thirst for you to help me be a a patient dad, a loving, a kind husband, those kind of things. And so often when I find myself pursuing just the pleasures of the world, like, okay, I'm just going to separate and get out of my whatever routine that I had for the day or the heavy conversations that I've had for the day. I'm just going to Play a song and just do whatever. Like it never goes well stepping into my home, mm-hmm. you know. Versus, God, I need you, and I don't. I didn't need something else in the moment. Yeah,
1: that's an interesting perspective. Even on your way home, like I need to have a healthy soul as I walk into mm-hmm. be the dad and husband um, in that moment. I find in my flesh, it's really easy for me to watch too much TV, in the sense of. I just want to escape. I just want to check out. If I'm watching a movie or a show, I don't have to think about anything, I don't have to talk to people. Like it, it's a it's a big escape and it you feel like at the end of it you're not refreshed. you mm-hmm. You're just more like, "Oh, that was that was not the most best use of time." <coughs> Do you guys ever read uh the old book by Brother Lawrence, Practicing the Presence of God? You ever mm-hmm. read that? I've not I've heard that. of it. So a monk, I forget what time period he lived in but um just kind of the concept it was a paradigm shift so many times we feel like daily devotions daily devotion which i would advocate for daily time intentional in the word of god but as christians we often take the perspective of i had my 15 minutes and that's supposed to sustain me and my soul throughout the day and his concept of really just learning to practice god's presence throughout your whole day and gonna. bringing your attention to him and constantly coming back to that. One of the things I've done that's been helpful is I set my alarm for 9, noon, and 3, and it's the times that are given to us in Scripture of the death of Christ. He was hung on the cross at 9. The sky became dark at noon. At 3 o'clock, he said it was finished. And it's just, even if it goes off on my watch in a meeting, like it just reminds me of like that's thank you for the cross. Okay,
2: how we were in a, a meeting the other day, a long like couple day meeting conference thing, and your alarm kept going off. I was like, "What are his alarms that are going off?" <laughs> you are just thinking about Jesus. I, good job, Jake. Good job.
1: I need it's like a a, a good disruption of like it's finished. Like at mm-hmm. three o'clock every day, when it's like oh, it's finished. Mm. Got how I'm great. going home now. I'm going <laughs> 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 My day's done at three. <laughs> That's um, good. But that's some good. kind of like little reminders that's like brings the, like f- it's a, f- your soul's feeding on mm. that. Yeah. I mean, that's, been, uh, go
0: ahead. I've been trying to like move past the devotion thing. Like it's a thing. And then I have a prayer thing mm. and I have to do this for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something like that. And clearly there's a time to read, but you're reading stories about real people. And there's obviously some books with more intentional theology, but, um, but really trying to reflect on the faithfulness of God, the character of God represented, and and that God, that faithfulness is active in my life. I won't write it down and call it inspired scripture by any means, but like focusing on God's faithfulness and just kind of remembering that through the day, and we referenced this earlier too, um, you know, the heavens are declaring the glory of God, and so when you look at the trees, a little bit easier in the fall when everything's beautiful and um, different colors and stuff like that too, but every day this whole thing we're living on and in is just saying there's a God, there's a God, and trying to let it meditate on it day and night, trying to bring it past the the thing of time and the thing of I read a chapter or two chapters, and Cause I get into that. I check the boxes and got through my yeah. Bible reading plan for the day. But like, what about the character of God is motivating me at three? What about the character and nature of God is motivating me at seven 30, you know, and just trying to get back to that. Definitely don't do it perfectly. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think a thing that helps me tremendously is just being in community with, with yeah. guys like you, like where I'm in an elder meeting, you know, we're in an elder meeting every Tuesday morning. And I'm hearing these guys talk about how they're praying for people or, how they're shepherding people. Man, that's a challenge or something that somebody else is learning, one of our staff members, somebody else in our church. Like, if I am away from that for a while, it's. I mean, it's kind of like... Hey, I'm going to get on this great physical workout plan, and I'm going to do it great, but nobody else is going to help me do it. Like That's not going to last at all. So the fact that I need believers that are caring for my soul, not just leaders, but other people that are caring for their souls as well, I'm like, man, that's a great thought. I never thought considered that, or I've never considered praying in that way. I've never considered setting alarms at 9, 12, and 3. That's That's a great idea. But if we separate ourselves from Christian community, we don't have those reminders regularly to care for our souls. Yeah,
1: you can have relationships that advocate things that aren't good for your soul, mm-hmm. and you can have relationships that really advocate for a healthy soul.
0: That's what, uh, It's not different. It's not new. I remember when I started bow hunting, there was a guy named Greg Storchern who would sit down with me at lunch break while we were... We were pouring concrete back in those days, and we would talk about bow hunting, and he would talk about bows and arrows and different broadheads and different hunting places and and stuff like that, and he would disciple me in bow hunting, and when I hung out with him so often, I bow hunted a lot, and then uh, went a different job, and I met a guy named Ken Champion in 2010, and Ken Champion was a cyclist, and he brought his bike, and we started talking about cycling, and he started discipling me in cycling. And then when I was around Ken, we would ride bike a lot. And it would, it would just happen. It was part of our relationship. So being in that community, like you were saying, is so key to remind me, refocus me, and teach me
1: new things. Yeah. I was listening to you talk and thinking, Matthew's like the manliest man talking about bow hunting and pouring cement. And then you went to cycling. And I was like, I don't know if I can keep up with you there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> cycling. One uh, day. One day.
0: You just want the spandex. You know, I you can get a bike, it. too. I
1: can't, I can't <laughs> do it. You mentioned l- looking at the trees uh, in the fall. There is an aspect where so much of Scripture talks about creation giving glory to God. And we've become so numb to it. I think one of the good things to our, our souls, like when you look at creation, when you look up at the moon or the sunrise or the sunset, it's good to, like, acknowledge the creator behind that. That's like water for your soul, mm-hmm. rather than just kind of going in the house and ignoring it. Last okay. night we had a, a a band
2: concert to come back from, and we got home and it was dark. And our little boys are rarely outside at night because they go to bed early. You know, time hadn't changed at this point, but um, we get back and they're like amazed by how many stars are in the sky last night. And Eric and I were like, maybe we should have our kids outside more a little <laughs> later so they can
0: appreciate this, how amazing it is. Uh, very true. I've been scared. Like, I don't know, I, lately. I'm scared of the dark? I, I'm, I'm kind of scared this, of the dark, Michael. But why did you have to bring that up now? No, but I, I've been amazed at how things are becoming more beautiful. And I don't know if it's because I'm just getting old. or You did have a birthday recently, Matthew. Oh. Uh, yep, yeah, I did. Lots of, lots of coming coming together here in this last moment. <laughs> uh, but anyways, if it's because I'm getting older or just I'm trying to learn more and lean in more because I desperately need those reminders is I just don't need a Bible verse all the time to remind me about the glory of God. And hear what I'm saying. Because the trees are also telling me that there's a God who's glorious. The people around me are telling me that God is glorious. And and so certainly a bi- the Bible is a source. It's his written word to us to drive that, to help protect me as I look at creation, to not get distracted by creation. But creation is telling me about the glory of God. And having been camping in the last month, um, yeah, being out in a, in a field and looking up and being like, man, I have not seen this many stars in, in ages and...
1: That was a that was a powerful yeah. powerful thing. We need to build in better margin in our life. If we never have time to take a deep breath, look up, to give thought to God, and we're always just running from the next thing to the next thing, that's not good for your soul.
2: Yeah, and I, you you said Matthew that like you know people are helping declare the glory of God, creation is the Word is, but we often spend so much time on the things that aren't declaring the glory of God. And that's, what's going to like malnourish our souls. Mm-hmm. That goes back to this whole conversation. Like, am I just watching TV all the time? Am I just, you know, reading like news stories all the time? Because those things aren't necessarily declaring the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so where am I spending time with like, where the glory of God is being declared so that I can
1: feed my soul over and over and over. Yeah, here's a challenge for our, our people to think about. And you get this if you're, hopefully you get this if you're a parent of a, a kid, a young kid right now. You probably, and if you don't, you should, have some screen time limits for your kids. Mm-hmm. Just think of the same principle for yourself. What, what should be your screen time limits? And I'm not saying what they should or shouldn't be, but if you don't have any screen time limits, maybe it's easier to slip into abuse. Just like if you didn't put screen limits on your kids, they would probably watch too much TV. You see how that affects them. Put some screen limits for yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. I thought this was supposed to be convicting for other people, not us.
1: (laughs) That, That one... I, yeah, it's I, cre-
0: I mean, I'm just saying a joke, but I just, it's, you, know, you, you, you sit down, you, yeah, you just get numbed over, it. I watch YouTube, you know, and sometimes I watch YouTube about far places and adventure and stuff like that, too, and yeah, and it's a waste, it's, it is a waste, and so I'm just saying I need screen time.
1: Yeah, and it's There's not like it's, like, like it's like wrong it. to watch a TV show, or yeah. to, it's just knowing, like, okay, I have a soul, and yeah. my soul needs fed, and this isn't, I think of it like, a a diet. One of the things that we say in our house when it comes to food is everything in moderation, including moderation. So it's like, Hey, let's not gorge ourselves, but there's times for feasting too. So everything in moderation, including moderation, like we don't have to apply that all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to our soul, there's times like, yeah, we can watch a movie. We can watch a show. We can, there might be even times where we binge watch something. That's okay. But if that's like our ongoing diet, that's, that's like only eating junk food and thinking I'm going to have a healthy body. Mm -hmm. Our ongoing diet for our soul should be things that are pointing us to God and edifying us and stirring up worship. Mm. And it's kind of looking at our, our thought life, our entertainment life. And it's like, is this good for my soul? Or is it junk food?
2: Which, I mean, that brings this whole, you know, conversation together that there's so many things in life, man, that I I don't even know how to say this. Like, we are there's just there's just so many things that want and crave our attention and and like are trying to grasp after our soul and there's so many good things though that are like oh that there is nothing wrong like the physical work is good, the mental work is good like and as Christians it's not just like avoiding the the terrible things but trying to say uh, I, I shouldn't prioritize this good thing because there's a better thing. Mm. I mean, and when I preaching through Genesis and seeing Abram live by faith, man, this guy recognized like, oh, there's something better. Like, there's a promise that's better, an eternal promise that's better. I may not see it all here, but it's a better thing to go after. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about caring for our souls. There's something better that you should be caring for beyond your physical body, beyond just your mental health as well. For sure.
0: And I think that's a story there as a testimony of another gentleman who had other priorities, other distractions going on in life, and God proved better. So we can hold on to that
1: mm. in our need even
0: this weekend, um, this week, to, as we
1: struggle. Sure. So we're wrapping up, guys, our four-episode conversation about the soul. Probably something people don't talk about too often, but we've seen clearly the priority of it in Scripture. What's one kind of piece of counsel you'd want to leave our people with? I think there are over
2: 200, probably nearly 300 mentions of the soul in Scripture. So if if these four episodes haven't been the most convincing to you, because we've bantered about so many things, uh, it would be great just to go on and look up and just read about the importance and priority of the soul all throughout Scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament. I think it would be a great place to start where you go, oh, man, you know, they weren't lying to me when they said how important this was to the Lord. Mm.
0: I think the thing I think about is just calling you to remember that there's more to you than just you and the busyness that you're going through. There is that soul, and it needs to be revived, and you have the answer in your Bible, there's a story of God who's faithful and kind and will revive your soul if you're down and out and if you're struggling. Um, and it's worth a try. Like, at minimum, even if you're skeptical, just go to the Word, lean in, read it, focus on Christ, lean into
1: community, and, and see what God does. Mm. Yeah, I would just say see, understand the priority of your soul and reflect on the health of your soul. And take responsibility in, in, in caring for it. Um, I just want to close this out by reading some of the passages that surfaced quite a bit in our conversation. This is Jesus talking in Matthew 16, where he says, For what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Like Prioritize the soul. Then you get in the Psalm, Psalm 42 1 and 2. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. In Psalm 63, 5, and 6, My soul be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate you in the watches of the night. Like Our soul needs God like we need water and food. And then in Deuteronomy 4, 9, Take care and keep your soul diligently. That's a call and a charge to us. You keep your soul and you need to be diligent, diligent in keeping your soul. Said, so at least you forget the things that your eyes have seen. The biggest threat to your soul is for you to just go throughout your day with no thought of God. And that would be devastating to our soul. So lean into that. Church, hope this is helpful for you. We've enjoyed talking about this. I know it's been challenging for me personally, um, and we hope it's uh, edifying for you. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you
0: have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.